This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. I would just like to welcome everyone that's tuned into Radio K Pulpit. This is Alana Willyfee with my program called Body Matters. And I hope you all had an awesome week. Today, I don't have any guests with me. And I'm going to be chatting about the topic that we were created for purpose. So I'm going to jump straight into it um, because I don't have anyone to introduce today. So let's start. I've got a beautiful poem that I want to start off reading. And this poem was written by a man called, and I'm going to tell you right now, his name was Russell Kiffler. Okay. So this is the way it starts. It says, You are who you are for a reason. You're part of an integrate plan. You're a precious and perfect, uniquely designed, called God special, woman or man. You look like you look for a reason. Our God made no mistake. He knit you together within the womb. You're just what he wanted to make. The parents he had were the ones he chose. And no matter how you may feel, they were custom-designed with God's plan in mind, and they bear the master seal. No trauma you faced was not easy. No trauma you faced was not easy, and God wept that it hurt you so. But it was allowed to shape your heart, so that into His likeness you will grow. You are who you are for a reason. You have been formed by the master's rod. You are who you are, beloved, because there is a God. Isn't that so beautiful? I found this as I was busy preparing for for my chat this morning on, you know, God's creation. And that we, none of us, you know, um, we're here by chance. And I love this poem because it says we were created to be part of God's unique plan for our lives. And, you know, when God made the earth and he made heavens and earth, he made all creation, he made it first for us. You know, so God loves us so much. He created us. He he actually made a beautiful place for us where we could live, and that was called earth. So why were we created? You see, we were created for God and in the image of God. So for him and by him. And if we read Ephesians 2.24, it says, You were created to be like God righteous and truly holy. You see, we were all created with purpose from the beginning of time. We were not born by coincidence or by mistake. God himself created us in our mother's womb. Even if our parents did not plan us, God planned us for his pleasure. And remember, God is the giver of life. In Psalm 139, it says, For you created my innermost being. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. We were created unique. You know, no one in the world looks exactly like you 
or me or thinks the way we do. Who knows us better than our Creator? And I just want to read Psalm thirteen fourteen says, um, yeah, Psalm thirteen one to four says, O Lord, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and you know when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You see, God knows us so intimately. He created us, not just for his pleasure, but for a unique purpose. You know that God even chose our families. He knew the environment and the circumstances that we would grow up. Um, This too was not coincidence. He chose our parents who have unique qualities to raise us up in a certain way that would develop our gifts and our talents to accomplish his purpose and his will in our lives. You know, the truth is that we live in a fallen world and some of us may not have had a good childhood experience. And, you know, it says that the devil's plan is to destroy your God-given death destiny from the day of conception. You know, despite your past and despite my past, God is a redeemer and restorer of what was stolen, and he will use what the devil intended for our harm to eventually work out for our good. And um, in Genesis, that's Genesis 50-50. Just for example, you know, the hardships that we endure in our lives all contribute to our greatest strengths. The hardships help us to recognize and identify similarities in others going through the same situation that we have been through. And it develops compassion within us to sympathize, to help and comfort them. You know, in hardship, when we go through trauma, hardship, you know, God, even though it's not God's original plan for our lives, you know, it's the enemy because we live in a fallen world. When the enemy comes in, you know, God will always use that to strengthen us, to build us and so that we can become overcomers. And everything that we experience in our lives are not just for us, but it's to help Others who are going through the same thing. You know, God knows what we've been through. He knows our past. He knows our future. He knows the sins that we battle with. And nothing, you know, nothing is a surprise to him. Because he's the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. He knows the beginning from the end. You know, if we allow him, he will take our brokenness and use it to create something beautiful. You know, I remember long, long time ago, I remember calling out to God and saying, Lord, I am so broken. How can you ever use me? And the Lord gave me a vision of a a broken pot, like a clay pot, which was broken. And um, it was pieces that was glued back together. But in between the pieces, there were little open gaps. And yeah, it had missing pieces. And inside that um, clay pot was a a candle and the Lord said to me clearly it's in your brokenness that my light can shine through you see God can work with us no matter how broken we are he can put the pieces back together that it will look like an original 
piece of art. You know, in Psalm 8, 4, it says, What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? You see, God is interested in us. He wants us to be the best that we can be in him. You see, when we don't know our purpose in life, sometimes we may feel like something is missing on the inside of us and life may be meaningless. But we instinctively know in each one of us that we were created. And I'm sure many times, you know, you sit and you know, God, there's something better out there for me. You see, we instinctively know that we were created for something greater and that we are than what we are experiencing at the moment. But we're not always sure of what it is. You know, sometimes we try a few things, but nothing really works out. And, you know, only the maker knows the purpose for his creation. Therefore, it's only in God and through him that we can discover truly who we are and what we were born to do. In Ephesians 1.11, it says, It is in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for. Long before we heard of Christ and put our hopes up, he had his eye on us. He had designed us for glorious living, part of our overall purpose. He is working out in everything and everyone. And you know what's so beautiful about the scripture where it says, long before we even heard about him, before we even got saved, God was already preparing your path for you. Um, you know, he had his eye on you and he was already working out a plan for you so that you can have everything that he has for you. And I just want to take a short music break on that and then we'll come back and talk what does it mean to have purpose. Hi, if you've just tuned in now, it's Alana Willifi with my program called Body Matters. And I'm chatting about purpose, that we were created for God's purpose in Him and by Him. And that none of us were born by coincidence. You know, God has a beautiful plan for each one of our lives. You know, even if I said, even if our parents had not planned us, God planned us because God is the giver of life. So what does it mean to have purpose? You know, purpose gives meaning to our life because without purpose, life has no significance. When we have purpose, we have hope. You know, if you know, you know what your purpose is, um, you know, you're excited, you want to get up in the morning, you look forward to it because it's something that you are naturally good at and it's something that gives you joy. So purpose always comes with hope. In Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you hope and a future. You see, our gifts also establish our identity. You know, God has given each and each and every one of us talents and gifts. We were born with them. And, um, you know, when we are operating in our gifts 
And when we take those gifts, because there's two ways to operate in our gifts. We can either operate um, for the world. I mean, if you are a, a beautiful singer, you can either sing secular music um, in the world and you'll be good at it because God had given you that gift. But you can also use that gift if you're born again to use it for God's purpose. And, you know, when our gifts, um, our gifts also establishes our identity. You know, when we are in Christ and we have purpose, we also find our identity in Christ because we will know whose we are and why we were created. And our purpose, as I said, is tied within the gifts that the Lord has given us. You know, our gifts are our tools to fulfill our purpose. And in Romans eleven twenty nine it says, For the gifts of God is irrevocable, meaning that God will never take it from us. What he's given to us, he will never withhold it from us. But God wants us to use it. And some people use their gifts, as I said, for the world, and others redirect it for God's purpose and for his kingdom. The gifts that God has given us are not only meant to be a blessing for us, but for others. Others are waiting on us to fulfill our calling so that they may step into their purpose. Our gifts and our purpose are designed to serve others. Um, we are also, you know, one of the things that God does is he places us strategically in an environment where we can be effective, that our purpose, our gifts will be effective there. So wherever God has placed you, that's where he wants to live out your purpose. Now, our purpose is something that we are naturally, as I said, naturally drawn to do. I mean, sometimes you've just got a, a certain knack to do something or you're drawn to something or you can just draw beautifully. I mean, it's effortless, but but other people can't draw the way that you do, you know, so you can just do it. And that's a natural talent that God has given you. It's effortless. And when you're done with it, it gives you, as I said, satisfaction. Knowing your goals helps you to focus, you know, knowing your purpose you can set goals for yourself and become focused on the direction of your life. So in Philippians 3.15, Paul says, let's keep focused on the goal, those of us who want everything God has for us. Our purpose is our God-given mission on this earth. And I want to read out of Matthew 25, 14, 26. I don't know if many of you know the story and, and probably you do, but I'm just going to shorten it because it's very long. It's the parable um, of the master who goes away and um, he gives his servants, he entrusts them with wealth. And to the one he gives five bags of gold or talents and to the other, he gives two, and to one, he gives one. And then he goes away. And um, after a long time, he comes back and he wants to find out from them, you know, what they did with, with what he entrusted them. And I believe these, these are God-given talents that God gives. And um, first of all, he asked the first, um, the first servant, who he given five gold bags. He said, Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. 
See, I've gained five more. And the remaster replies, Well done, you good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few, and I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. And the man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I've gained two more. And then the master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things, and I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. You see, then the man who had received one bag of gold He came to the master and he said, Master, he said, I knew that you're a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gather. Okay, says your master, he says, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seeds. So I was afraid and I went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. And his master replied, You wicked, lazy servant. You knew that I have harvested where I have not sown, and gathered where I have not scattered seed. Well then, you should have put my money on deposit with the banker, so when I return, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold. So he took the bag of gold with him and give it to the one. He said, take your bag of gold and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has will be given more and they will have abundance. So I just want to come back to the story and I want to tie it into gifts and talents. You know, God has given us many gifts. And for me, this parable um, is where, you know, God has given us stuff. And when we are faithful to use our gifts for God's purpose, and and the, 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 the thing that I want to say, your gifts was never meant for yourself. It was meant to be a blessing to others. So when you live out your, your purpose and you, when you live out your gifts, it also blesses other people. And for me, the story of the talents is very similar. God has given us gifts and talents to fulfill his purpose on this earth. And we should use that purpose to increase and to bring people into the kingdom of heaven. So on that, let's take a, a short break. And then we'll come back to what is your purpose, not just your purpose on earth, but your purpose for the kingdom of God. Hi, if you've just tuned in, it's Alana and I'm with you with my program called Body Matters. And I've just been chatting about um, the purpose that we were created for. You know that we were born for a purpose. We were created in the image of Christ and not just um, in the image, but for Christ to live out our God-given talents and gifts for God. Now I just want to chat about our purpose in His kingdom. You know, when we became a Christian, we were filled with the Spirit of God, like all other believers on this earth. And together, every believer, when we are joined together and we are have the same vision, the same purpose, we form part of the body of Christ, meaning that together we become the feet and the hands of Christ. Now, the body of Christ is not contained in a church building. You know, the body of Christ is a living organism of spirit-filled people that together accomplish the will of God on this earth. You know that all believers have the mind of Christ. We all know into 
inside of us that we don't just have a, a, a um, you know, we have a godly purpose and that we need to fulfill it. Each one of us is different, but God uses us in the way that we are gifted. Now in Romans 12, 4 to 5, it says, just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so is it with with Christ's body and we all belong to each other. You see, we need each other in the body of Christ. You know, God has called us with specific strengths and we all complete each other. And as the body of Christ, we have a corporate purpose. Now, Our purpose in Christ is to represent Christ on this earth. The very first function of the Holy Spirit, when we receive the Holy Spirit, is to help us to become more Christ-like as we work out our salvation. You see, God wants to build His character in us. So that me, so that me and you may be good representatives of God on this earth. And that will people will see us and that we will be ambassadors for Christ. So God wants us to mature in him. He wants us to fulfill our purpose and our goals. And he wants us to use our gifts effectively. You see, as I say, God has given us all gifts to fulfill his purpose on this earth. Okay, another purpose for us as the body of Christ is to proclaim the gospel of the kingdom of God to others and to save those who are under the rule of Satan. Um, you know, once we are um once we give our lives to the Lord, we are transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And when we've got the light, we need to let our light shine so that others can see what God has done in our lives. And we need to make disciples of all nations. And that was a, a commandment that Jesus gave just before he died on the cross. And in Matthew twenty-eight eighteen to 20, it says, Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples out of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the end of the age. You know, to bring healing and deliverance to those who are bound by the enemy. You know, God wants us to be his hands and feet. He wants us to pray for people. You know, the main purpose is for us to bring heaven on earth. And when heaven, you know, the the prayer that God has given us, um, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, in heaven no one is sick. Um, No one's struggling, no one's sad, no one's got depression, no one is um, struggling with anxiety. And it's God's heart that through us, that we pray for people, we pray for healing, and that we bring heaven to earth. You know, God wants us to go out. Um, you know, he, when God was the, or Jesus was our example of, you know, when he was here on the earth, he healed people, he delivered them. And, you know, he overcome, he overcame the enemy. 
And another purpose that we have is to equip others to fulfill their purpose and become effective in the kingdom of God, as in Ephesians 4, 12 to 14, which talks about equipping the saints for ministry. And it's one of our purposes as we grow in Christ and we use our gifts and our talents that we also help others grow into the maturity of Christ. And as I said, as we grow in maturity, as we grow in Jesus, we also grow in knowledge of the word of God. And we are also, God's heart is for us to be overcomers of Christ Jesus, in Christ Jesus, and to overcome the kingdom of darkness. You see, with the corporate purpose, each one of us has a specific purpose or an individual function. So together, so let me just recap. What I just spoke about was we have a function within the body of Christ. You know, we have a corporate uh, a corporate purpose. But in the body of Christ, each and it, each individual has to play his individual part according to your gifts and according to your purpose. Now in Romans 12, 6 to 8, it says, In this grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak with as much faith as he has given you. If you have a gift to serve others, serve them well. If you have a gift to teach, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If your gift is giving, then give generously. If God has given you leadership abilities, take the responsibility seriously. If you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. You see, we need to understand that we were born with natural gifts um, and talents. And these are the things that come natural to us, as I said previously, and not to other people. In Romans eleven twenty nine, it says, for the gifts and the calling, as I said earlier on, are irrevocable. Your God will never take that away from you. These gifts these things we feel passionate about and it also brings about satisfaction and a sense of accomplishment and joy when we do them. So with the help of the Holy Spirit, we can identify our gifts and we can incorporate that in in everyday life, in our everyday life. It doesn't matter. You don't have to be in full-time ministry to operate in your gifts. You know, if God has given you the ability to prophesy or God has given you the ability to to give, you know, um, to be a giver, you can give wherever you are. You know, whether it's in the workplace, you can prophesy to people there. These gifts are not bound. Whatever gift God has given you is never bound to the church or the church building. It's there to bless other people wherever God has placed you. As I say, God has placed you strategically wherever you are so that you can use your gifts so that it will be a blessing to the people that are surrounding you. But besides your natural gifts, there are also other gifts available to us. These are gifts that is a, that is available to the members of the body of Christ as we minister to others. You know, we as individuals do not possess these gifts, but as the Lord um, accomplishes his will, the Holy Spirit will make these gifts available to us. And these are called the gifts of the Spirit. Now, let me just clarify, we as individuals have gifts and 
we can use our gifts in our everyday lives. We've also got natural gifts and talents. And we've also can incorporate that wherever we are. But there are times when we minister to people that God or the Holy Spirit gives us a supernatural gift and for that specific moment. So in 1 Corinthians 12, 7 to 11, it says, Now to each one of the manifestation of the Spirit is given for common good. Okay. To one that is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. You know, sometimes you're chatting to someone and they're looking for advice and all of a sudden God just gives you a word. And, you know, that is just a word of wisdom that someone needed. It says to another, a message of knowledge by means of the Spirit, to another, faith by the Spirit. And I just want to give an example of this this um, faith by the Spirit. You know, one day um, I had a phone call from a friend of mine who said that, you know, his um, sister-in-law was in hospital. She had a... Um, a blood clot that basically went to her brain and, you know, she passed out and it was very urgent and they rushed it to hospital. Could I please pray? And, um, you know, I didn't know if it was a stroke or what. And I, I just dropped everything and I started to pray for her. And as I started to pray for her, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit just gave me this word. He said, she's going to be 100% fine. And all of a sudden, I had complete faith. I had so much faith in me that I actually phoned him back and I said, don't worry, your sister-in-law is going to be 100% fine. Nothing is going to be wrong with her. And even though she was on her way to hospital, even though she was out, even though they did the test, she was actually in a coma for a while, if, if I'm not mistaken. I actually went and I anointed her and everything. And when... The doctors, after a few days, she woke up. There was nothing, nothing wrong with her. And I just had the knowing. You know, sometimes God gives you a knowing that something's going to happen. And for me, that was that um, gift of faith. I just had that gift of faith um, to know that that she's going to be okay. And to, uh, And then let me just carry on. And then to another prophecy and to another distinguishing between spirits and to another speaking in different kinds of tongues and to still another interpretation of tongues. So all these are the work of one and the same spirit and he distributes, distributes them to each one just as he determines. You know, I feel that we all can operate. If you're a Christian and the Holy Spirit is in you, that each and every one can operate in the gifts of the Spirit. We just need to seek God for it. There's a scripture, um, and I'm not sure where it is now, where, where the Lord says, seek um, seek the gifts of the Spirit and especially to prophesy. And um, so that for me means that we can operate in all of these gifts. And within the body of Christ, we also have functional gifts. And some are called to operate full time in these giftings. Now, functional gifts for me, is this is my interpretation of it, is when you are called for full time ministry and you're operating 
um, in the body of Christ. Now, in 1 Corinthians 12, 27, it says, you are the body of Christ and each one of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church, first the apostle, second the prophet, third the teacher, then the miracles, worker, then gifts of healing and of helping, of guidance and of different kinds of tongues. I believe it's for all of us, but also specifically, some of us are called to function in the office of apostle or the office of a, um, a prophet or the office of a teacher. And, you know, so not everyone is called for full-time ministry, even all God's people. We all, you know, some of us are, are called to work in the church as a pastor or as the the uh, a prophet or as a teacher. But even though we have that gift, things, not everybody is called to work in the church. We're all working. Some are, are called to work in the workplace and to use your gifting there. So God has equipped each one of us. And I just want to carry on in Ephesians 4, 11 to 13, it says, So Christ himself gave the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the pastor and teacher to equip his people for works of service. Now, can you see if you are operating as an evangelist or a prophet or a pastor or a teacher, your work, if you're working in the church or full time for the church, is to equip to equip the people for ministry, for service, so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. You see, when we discover our natural gifts and our functional gifts and we mature and operate in them, we are instructed to equip others and help others through our giftings to discover um, what their giftings are. And so in doing that, we actually make disciples. Our, as I said, our gifts are meant to be a blessing for others. And when we don't pursue our purpose, we are not only the ones losing out, but we are robbing others from experiencing God's blessings in and through us. You see, we're born for a time such as this. God has placed us at the right time, at the right place, to fulfill his calling and his purpose. And as Christians, we, sit, we should seek to discover our gift. And in doing this, we'll also discover our God-given purpose. The greatest and most satisfying gift is to know what and who you were created for. And I just want to end on that. And I know it's been a bit of a teaching and there's different gifts, but as you read through the Bible and as you mature, you'll understand that, you know, we have individual purpose as well as corporate purpose and as well as in God's kingdom, he's given us purpose and our, tool, our gifts are our tools for our purpose. So I just want to end off again by reading um this poem that I started off with, and um, as I said, it was written by um, Russell Keffler. So let me end with this before I go into prayer. It says, you are who you are for a reason. You're part of an integrate plan. You're a precious and perfect, you're precious and perfectly uniquely designed, called God's special woman or man. You look like you look for a reason. A God made no mistake. He knit you together within the womb. You're just what he wanted to make. The parents he has 
the parents he had were the ones he chose, and no matter how you may feel, they were custom designed with God's plan in mind, and they bear the master seal. Know that trauma you faced was easy. No trauma that you faced was easy, and God wept that it hurt you so, but it was allowed to shape your heart so that into his likeness you will grow. You are who you are for a reason. You have been formed by the master's rod. You are who you are, beloved, because there is a God. I think it's so beautiful, but I just want to end off in prayer. So, Father God, I listen, I pray for each and every listener out there. And I thank you, Father, that they may find their purpose in you. Father, you are the creator of all mankind. You know everything about each and every one of us, Father. You have designed us for purpose. You've placed us in a family that you knew, Father, would, would draw out the best in us, Father God. And I want to pray for every listener, Father, that they may find their true purpose in you, Father, and not just their true purpose, but their identity in you, in everything that they do, Father, they, that they may acknowledge you in every way, Father God, that you will guide them, that you will help them, that you'll make their feet as sure as those of a deer, and that every decision that they make, Father, that they'll lay before you, and that you are working behind the scenes even though they might not know it, but you are preparing them for what you have called them to do. And Father, for each one of us, create your character, your characteristics inside of us, the fruits of the Spirit, Lord. Let it become so evident in our lives, Father God, in each and every, in each and every one of us, Lord. And I thank you for every listener out there, Lord, that you will touch them, that they may have an encounter with you, Father, like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for spending this hour with me. And I really trust that some of you might have gotten something out of this that will encourage you to maybe step out into your purpose or maybe even just identifying a gift that you may have. So thank you so much. We'll meet again next week at the same time, five o'clock on Radio K Pulpit. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful and blessed and wonderful week from me, Alana Willie, for you. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.